Welcome to the Indie Comics section. Join us as we take you through the pages of some of the best stories and art available in comics. We'll talk to creators, hear about their inspiration and creative process, and then we'll read their comic and discuss it together. We hope you'll join us on this journey into some incredible comics and find some new favorites along the way. Hello and welcome, everyone. My name's Sylvia. And I am Jeff. Uh, Dave Tigerman-Smith. And welcome to Indie Comics. We are so excited to be here with our guest today. Why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself and what you're about? All right, I'll start. My name is Kenny Groom. I am the creator and writer of, uh, of Upstarts, the comic book, which is currently up on uh, Kickstarter, the second issue. After a long hiatus, we're back. Wonderful. Awesome. Can you tell us a and, little... Uh, oh, go ahead. Oh, I'm so sorry. sorry. No, nope, nope, go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> I... Please introduce sorry. yourself. I'm uh, so sorry. That was no. awkward. <laughs> <laughs> um, my name is uh, Joe Jaro. I am the uh, penciler and inker for, um, for Upstarts. Um, co-creator, uh, I guess, uh, with Kenny. Um, and yeah, <laughs> excited to be here. Perfect. So we have the writer and the artist with us. I am so excited to talk with you about this piece of work. And I, but at first, I really want to know uh, what got you both into the comic book world initially. I have been drawing probably since I could pick up a, a pencil. Um, so a very long time. Uh, you know, started with obviously the the cartoons and all that. And I actually didn't pick up a comic book until. Well, I really started reading it in, until um, the 90s, you know, when it, the, the big boom and when it was such a big thing. And uh, in high school, I started uh, just drawing my own comics and stuff like that. Um, but I've always been into the whole nerd culture, sci-fi um, and, and comic books and, and movies and cartoons, Saturday morning cartoons and all that. But um, I really got into drawing comic books when... Uh, uh, I met up with a few studio mates um, and uh, they kind of pushed me towards really getting into to doing sequential work. Um, and I really thought about it. I went to school for animation um, and it was 2D animation. It was kind of the point where I graduated in 99, kind of at the point where everything was transitioning to 3D and I was still doing hand-drawn. And by the, what, honestly, by the time I graduated, I was like, I want to be an illustrator not an animator. Um, but yeah, I mean, just, just kind of stemmed off from there. Um, yeah. <laughs> Go ahead, Kenny. Perfect. Go ahead, Kenny. All right. Well, uh, thanks for uh, taking up all the time there, Joe. <laughs> <laughs> I ramble. Yeah. So, uh, well, for me, it was, I started when I was young, I got into comics. It started with actually the old Marvel star Wars comics when I was probably in elementary school, uh, back in the eight. Um, I think it was the eighties, early eighties. So yeah, I'm, I'm old, but anyway, uh, we, um, you know, it started with those star Wars, everything was star Wars to me growing up. And then, uh, as I got older, um, I never really transitioned into superhero comics. Um, for a while there, you know, from middle school on, I got really into everything fantasy. You know, I read all the Lord of the Rings books, started with all of those, the Hobbits, and um, uh, moved up into uh, uh, playing a lot of Dungeons and Dragons and things like that. Hey, me and too. Then I got, Love D&D. Uh, it's, yeah, it's, 
my favorite thing in the world to do. Yeah. Um, Mine too. And uh, but anyway, <laughs> oh yeah, awesome. You guys, I'm on the right chair then. Good, good. <laughs> um, so uh, so anyway, yeah, we um, you know, that's what I did, and then um, about age, I guess I want to say I was 17 or 18 when Image really started putting started coming up and putting out comics, and I started to get into the more um, the darker comics like uh, Spawn and and um, uh, the, the stuff that they put out. Uh, there was a comic I remember called Shaman's Tears, which was fantastic in the in the nineties uh, that I really got into. And um, for a while there, I just I started writing. I tried novels, and then I started learning how to write screenplays. And uh, eventually, I bumped into a buddy, uh, a mutual friend, uh, actually Joe and I have, who introduced me to Joe and Brian, and uh, well, another guy, and uh, we started trying to work on comics together. And uh, I spent a long time learning how to write comics, as far as what they, the standard, what they actually want, you know. Oh, absolutely. So, uh, Upstarts is a completely unique and entertaining aspect. Um... What, what made you guys want to create it? And can you explain a little bit more about it? Because I feel that you guys would do it more justice than any of us. Yeah, sure. I, and, you know, I'll, I'll go back to something we were talking about a few minutes ago. Um, I'm not sure what PDF uh, they gave you guys, uh, but there was one that had like a little blurb for me at the beginning uh, where I talk about it's actually based on a D&D characters I played with my friends yep. when I was maybe about 17 or 18. And um, awesome. I actually... I actually changed it to sci-fi and um, I'm still good friends with all of those same people actually. Um, but I actually changed it up to, to be more sci-fi. Uh, Joe had a character that I felt um, fit, fit the main character very well. That's it, Joe is actually the creator of Griffin, the main character. And I was like, Hey, you want to put Griffin as the main character in this book? Uh, Pounder was based on a friend of mine who played a half orc and, and uh, played him like, you know, a crazy person. And then ultimately I ended up just putting them all uh, in a story and trying to sort of mishmash everybody's characters in, in some way or another. And um, it was just, it was fun. And, and I just kind of rolled with it. That's awesome. How, uh, how did you guys come together to create this vision? Um, Kenny and I have known each other. Like you said, uh, you know, we met through a mutual friend and, um, and, you know, we, we had ideas that we tried to, to kick off. Um, just you know kind of never never came to um i think we were you know definitely novices back then we didn't know how to uh well definitely on my part you know didn't know how to kick off an an, an indie book and and get it out there um through trials and kind of giving up on a few things and coming back together actually kenny uh, i have uh, kenny to thank to kind of put me back into the right path of actually doing sequentials and doing comic books um, I don't know. I don't even remember how we got back together. And when he suggested that, uh, my character Griffin, who I, I'm not a writer, I, I made up a character, thought he looked cool, never really had a back, you know, backstory, tried to do a little something with it. Nothing came about. And, um, he was like, yeah, let's put him in this, in this story. I was like, yeah, let's do this. And, uh, then not too long after that, uh, um, Inkforge studios reached out to me. I was like, hey, let's, you know, work on something. And uh, first thing I thought of was, hey, you know, let's get Kenny into this and let's produce this book out. So, I mean, that's kind of pretty much how Upstarts came about. Um, yeah. That's awesome. I love that you guys uh, kind of complement each other's strengths um, to come together and, and just make a really cool story. 
Now, one particular. No, you go right ahead. Now, one particular thing that I enjoyed about reading this, I I read it right when I got home, actually. Whenever I'm looking at particular works, I like to look at influences behind things, and I'm looking at all this throughout the 60-something-odd pages, and I'm looking like, hmm, I want to know more about your guys' artistic and literary influences. Yeah, if I can take this one real quick, uh, Kenny. Yeah, you um, go first. Visual influences, um, you know, growing up, I I, I definitely had a a few favorites. Right now, my and it's not that I try to emulate his style, but uh, Oliver, uh, Oliver Koipel. I definitely saw the Koipel, especially <laughs> especially with the lines. I saw it right there. I yes. was thinking him for a minute. I'm like, I'm seeing Koipel here, and I wanted to hear definitely, you say it. <laughs> definitely a huge influence. Um, you know, some Terry Dodson, oh. uh, Arthur Adams growing up, definitely in the 90s. Mm-hmm. Um Adam Hughes, I was a huge Adam Hughes fan. Um, I have uh, this book of uh, like DC, I think I forget what it's called, but it's just all Adam Hughes stuff. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, it's it's funny as you know when I go to a comic book uh, store, uh, pick up some comic books. It's always I'm a visual person. Obviously, it's whatever that you know catches my eye. Exactly. Doesn't even matter what the story is to be honest. Sometimes. Um, but uh, yeah, those are definitely the Jim Lee, of course. He's oh, yeah. you know. <laughs> but um, yeah, definitely right now it's a, it's Oliver Koipel. Anything that he produces, uh, I try to pick up. So oh yeah, I saw that immediately yeah. off right there. So it's very good to hear from somebody else because I was looking at it thinking like, yeah. am I am I seeing some Koipel influences here? Now pretty much you've confirmed oh. that right here. So it's like that's pretty awesome actually. Kenny, what about you? I, I know uh, D&D was a huge influence. Was yeah. there anything else that kind of filtered into the story? Well, I'm, I'm sure you guys see a little bit of uh, a Shakespeare theme there <laughs> with the whole little, little bit Romeo and Juliet uh, uh, background story there uh, going on with uh, Griffin and and the weird monster. Mm-hmm. But, mm-hmm. Um, you know, obviously there, there's things like that. Um, I'm a huge – as far as I, – I spent – by the time I stopped messing with comics for a while, I spent so much time from middle school to high school reading like novels and, and fantasy novels. Um, Terry Pratchett is a huge influence to mm-hmm. me. Um, absolutely. Probably that I have Terry Pratchett tattoos. So, you know, that, <laughs> that, that tells you anything. Um, uh, Terry Pratchett. Uh, I actually love Michael Moorcock a lot as well. Oh, uh, I yeah. like the darker uh, novels and I really love, um, you know, I loved, of course, I loved Tolkien, but, you know, at the same time, there was a guy that was, at uh, the same time period, uh, another guy was writing, he was doing darker fantasy uh, named Ooh. Fritz Lieber. Uh, oh, he yes. was fantastic, huge influence for me. Um, and then science fiction, I started reading um, F. Michael Gear, um, uh, obviously, um, Frank Herbert, uh, Spider Robinson, just, just huge influence. I don't know if you're familiar with Spider Robinson. He um, does this science fiction series about this bar that's kind of a portal into other worlds and the galaxy and stuff. It's like a bar at the end of the galaxy. And, you know, you can go in there if you know about it, no matter where you're from and have drinks with aliens. It's, it's great series. Oh, great. That's series. awesome. That's super cool. Very. But yeah, that's most of my influences there. That's great. I like that. Uh, I like that you guys, uh, went away from uh some of your influences go away from like the standard influences of uh you know fantasy or even science fiction there's a little bit of 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 interest to both of you um so 
what what in the process of making this comic was your favorite part? I know there's a lot of good moments while you're kind of bringing a story together, but what stands out to you is like some really a, one really cool moment that uh, where both of you were just like, yeah, this is this is the thing to do. This is what's going to work for this story. I'll I'll say for me, probably the the best thing that I, you know, and this is going back to issue one was when me and Joe first got a box from Ink Forged and we had to sit down and we like met up at a Panera brand. We're actually not far from each other and got to sit down and start signing those books. To <laughs> send out to the that was absolutely awesome. Now that, that, that was uh, definitely um, a highlight. Um, uh, you know, working with, working with Kenny, he's, uh, you know, I've done, I've worked with a few people. Um, I've done um, a run with uh with uh um line forge studios uh, line forge comics um i did uh their t- their book incidentals um but just the freedom that i have with kenny i don't know if it's uh he, he trusts me in like you know character designs and layout designs and all that um i don't know if that's a good or bad thing <laughs> he just lets me do what i what i to a to an extent but um working with kenny is pretty easy um you know it's uh I like I was teasing earlier that um you know it's his fault that uh this page today or actually past past two days was kind of kicking my butt um <laughs> but uh you know just uh I tend to to put more things in in some of these pages than than what's necessary what Kenny's asked for um but he's a he's an easygoing guy so working on on upstarts is um you know the whole thing is actually pretty a big highlight. So what makes you guys the, the most passionate about, about the comics and everything in general? Oh, go ahead, Ken. Um, yeah, for me, it's just, you know, getting to tell my story and getting it out there and feeling like I've, I've finished a story or even at least a, a part of it. Uh, that's, that's what does it for me. I enjoy doing that. I enjoy writing the story more than anything. And to be honest, I'm, I'm, I hate to say this, I, I could care less if anybody likes it. You know, I want people to like it. Obviously, I do. But if someone doesn't, you know, it's not their thing. Hey, man, I'm I'm not going to be offended because ultimately I got to say what I wanted to say. And that's for me, that's what makes me passionate is getting to sit down and and tell the story and write the comic and and, uh, uh, throw a couple of them out there. I love your independent spirit. You don't even care if you get bad reviews. You just go out and write what you want. I love that because a lot of people get so insecure in in their creative uh and their creative passion, you know, if, if it's not immediately universally appealing, they think, oh, I'm a bad artist or I'm a bad writer. That's not always the case. Sometimes you're just not in, right, uh, in the right audience. You're not talking to the right people. Um, so I love that. And uh, we – oh, you have a question. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I saw how you were almost leaning toward it yourself. Yeah. Um, that kind of leads me into what my, my question was going to be here. And you kind of hinted at it already because you pretty much said more or less like, hey, you know. I don't care what people say. I'm going to write it anyway. But um, what I'm curious of is what is the worst review that you guys have ever gotten? And yeah. what did you do about it, too? How did you feel uh, I've about never it? had a bad review. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> that is a first for indie comics right there. None. Nice. <laughs> um, you know, I, I honestly, it's it's I, I think the only thing really bad that we had was uh, somebody had kind of gotten something. That uh, we they didn't communicate about. There was somebody who had got a likeness in this comic, and uh, we missed it. It wasn't 
really on us. It was more in that. That's probably the worst thing that that we dealt with. They refunded the guy's money and, and offered to still put him in the next issue and everything for him. And, it's it's kind of amazing the places life will take you if you just get yourself into the right situation at the right time. Yeah, it was, it was definitely not my fault. I, I blame Joe. <laughs> <laughs> I, I never knew. I promise. I promise. <laughs> so along with along with uh, bad reception, something that a lot of creatives also struggle with is when the creative juices aren't flowing. You get writer's block or artist block, and you just don't know what to create next or how to continue or how to progress something forward. So when that hits, what do you guys like to do for yourselves? Um, for me, uh, it's my Instagram is a double edged sword. I, you know, I go on there and get inspiration like the artist that I, you know, that I mentioned earlier at the same time, back in my head, I was like, damn, you know, somebody's always better than you. Somebody's always better than you. Um, which I think a lot of artists, you know, are, are they're their biggest critics basically. Mm. Um, but you know, when, when I get frustrated with trying to tell a story, um, you know, panels not working, a whole page isn't working. Um, yeah, I just go on my Instagram, you know, I just look at different ideas and how other people tackle things. And sometimes it's just, you know, not even, um, anything related to what I'm doing and it just, inspires me to draw something mm -hmm. and uh, i think that's when it's that's what i think when it's best uh uh my best comes out um it's the hardest thing when you're frustrated and you're trying to force something out and just have to walk away um and that's another thing i do too is just walk away uh for a day or two mm -hmm. um and just do something else yeah sometimes but, uh, you just yeah. have to rest your brain and figure yes. you know think about things <laughs> think about something else for a while and then like Somehow, some way in the back of your mind, something noodles itself out and you and you eventually push through. Kenny, what oh, about totally you? Great. What about uh what about you, Kenny? What about when uh writer's block hits? What do you do? Um, you know, honestly, it's it's not something I struggle with. What'll happen with me is more I just won't be able to think of the next step in a particular story mm. and I'll just end up going to something else. That are that are gonna be my children. No, I um I don't do anything like that. That's not 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 anymore <laughs> anyway. But um, so uh, uh, they're adults now, so you know. It's all right. <laughs> um, but uh, anyway, no, I I don't. Uh, you know, I generally I just do something else. I move on to either you know another story or um, uh, something like that, or I just you know I, I play some D and D. I was uh, gonna say if that was gonna be a. A thing that would solve it, play D and D right there. That that always solves the problem, right? Yeah, and, I, and I'm one of those guys. I'm the forever DM. So like, I actually run like games, <laughs> all, like uh, five days a week now too. So like, and I'm wow. always the DM. Whoa. So wow. I, I run on roll twenty. So it's all That's on. Practically I have, I'm of. looking at. Wait, yeah, you're on well, roll twenty. Wait, can I yeah, join? I can I join one it. of your games in the future? <laughs> Yeah, we'll 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 connect after this. So yeah, that's awesome. fine. Just just keep me in an email loop. But yeah, I'll get something set up uh, for you wow. for sure. But yeah, I do. Um, I, I actually get paid to do it. So oh, uh, that's amazing. Yeah, yeah, I'm I'm one of those uh, those uh, paid DM guys. But yeah, I, I actually enjoy DMing. I love it. I run, you know, right now I've got I think seven total games, and then I also run Adventures League at my local game store. So oh, that's really cool. 
but yeah, it's it's for me. It's it's easy. I can get inspiration from things like that, and then my players. I've got some really excellent players in some of my games too. Uh, one guy was actually he's playing in my one of my Thursday games. He plays a uh, he was in a movie that came out called Rune of the Dead. It's a Swedish film, but yeah. it's in English, yeah. and the acting was so good. And this guy's the lead actor in that. He's in one of my games. Oh, nice. So it's yeah, you know, it's he's he makes everyone step. Yeah, he, you get. Um, you get to see everybody sort of step up their uh, their game quite a bit, you know? Mm-hmm. Every artist has their own process, especially with, like, a book that's bound to get really busy like yours. Uh, how do you set up your layouts? <sighs> layouts, to be honest, um, I, don't, I don't really have a process. Um, you know, I've worked, uh, like Kenny, he likes to do scripted, you know, panel by panel. I've worked with, you know, just uh, a paragraph here and then just go kind of crazy. Um, I don't really have a process of laying out um you know what 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 the page looks like it kind of um with, with Kenny with upstarts like i said he he likes to do the on um, you know panel 1 panel 2 panel 3 but uh he he gives me a lot of freedom you know in each panel um you know and we go back and forth and for the most part he he likes what i put down but um yeah it's it's just um uh I you know I went to school for animation so and I like different angles here and there um you know odd angles I don't like everything just static you know I do a lot of um slanted you know camera angles and stuff like that and sometimes I do a little bit too much and just kind of rein myself back but yeah it's whatever just pops in my head um and uh, I usually go with it I love the dynamic uh approach that you have and I think I think it's really apt that you compare it to a movie because a lot of times I I I was a film major in college and so a lot awesome. of times when I look at when I, when I look at comics I say oh this is like basically a storyboard but you spend a, exactly. a lot more time yes. on it and exactly and uh, you know having dynamic action like that is so is so uh, much more engaging in a comic than just you know. It, it, it influences the imagination in a way that, you know, a book doesn't. Uh, not to say that books are less impactful, but it's just a different medium and it's a different way of expressing a story. And so I love that you have a very cinematic approach because it, it, it really lends itself to, to comics. Um, Thank you. It's, and even like um, in scenes that are, you know, two people are just talking or, you know, it's just a group of people chatting, not even like action. Mm-hmm. Um, I try to make it engaging and I try to make it, you know, visually appealing, not, you know, it can get boring. You know, there's a lot of words and people are just standing upright and this and that. And you're just looking at them. And it can it can get boring sometimes. So even even on those pages, I think even I think on those pages, I concentrate a little bit more to make it a little bit more dynamic because, mm-hmm. you know, what they could be doing is very mundane, just sitting there talking but, you know, with the different angles and, and um, you know, close-up shots and faraway shots like that, um, yeah, I think the reader can get a little bit more engaged. Absolutely. So I, I, I sometimes oh. have to rein Joe in on that one. <laughs> <laughs> he has a little too much fun. Where am I going to put is, the bubbles? <laughs> yeah, a lot, a lot of times, you know. Well, you know, I'm, I'm not even generally thinking about that because I don't do the letters. So, like, right. what I tend to do is I'm like, okay, I want people to actually read the comic at some point. So what I'll do is – and Joe will tell you this. In some of my scripts, I'll, I'll say – I'll be very specific and say, 
no background needed. And that's if I, and I generally put something like that. If it, I, I want people to focus on the character's expressions mm. or what's specifically happening with the character. Because mm. uh, again, Joe in particular, now, now he's one of the only artists I work with that's actually guilty of this. But um, uh, Joe in particular will just get carried away. And I didn't have anything <laughs> like that on this page seven today. <laughs> and, and like I could see it, I was like, Joe, Joe's doing Joe. He's going all in. I'm like, hey, there's got to be people back there. And they're looking at this person. And, and man, he is like, he is going to town on it. I'm like, okay, you, you, how, how, how did you just cram 300 people in one panel and still have detail on all their faces? I draw so. each page as a splash page or a cover. It's all good. It's, it's <laughs> you heard it here first, folks. If you guys want some really spectacular art, you got to read this comic. Because clearly, there's a lot of enthusiasm that gets put into the art. <laughs> <laughs> so, guys, I, I have loved speaking with you but i i really want to know uh when it comes to upstarts when people buy this comic read this comic what do you hope to leave them with what do you want them to get out of it uh is there is there something that they should be taking away that you hope that they understand just from reading your work uh i'll take this one for me it is uh, you know i just want people to have a good time to escape from you know our current world you know to be able to look at that and to be able to put the book down and to smile and uh you know just say hey that was really enjoyable and for however long it took them to read it to to eyeball it to look at it with you know the, the art and then combine the story i want them to have uh been in that world for you know 10 minutes or five minutes or depending on how fast they read um just for that little bit of time to be somewhere else that's what i want that's awesome. Joe, what about you? Do you have anything that you'd like them to take um, away from your art? No, that was a great, great answer there, Kenny. Thanks. Um, Feedbacks. <laughs> no, just, um, just to easily read it, um, kind of get lost in it, um, mm. and not, you know, find it difficult to actually follow the story um, as a storyteller. Um, you know, that's that's basically a, a, I want them to leave like, oh, that was a great story. Not that, you know, it, it, it was kind of difficult for them to, to follow what I was drawing. So, yeah. Well, awesome. I what can we expect from you guys in the future? The uh, the little token icon thing that I have for my uh, discord was drawn by Joe. It's from another comic we worked on called Broken, uh, like a post-apoc fantasy type thing. Think like back to the old Dark Sundays, but then I added guns and Mad Max type things. Um, and, and he did uh, he did part one of that. He's supposed to do part two, but I can't afford it anymore. I, I, I had I had real Eberron vibes looking at that actually. Uh, Upstarts is coming out. Can you tell us a little bit about? Uh... You know, quick synopsis and, you know, where people can pick it up. Sure. Um, issue two, it uh, picks up, you know, pretty much the next day where it left off. Um, the guys had, you know, just saved the city and accidentally promised on the, the most popular tube cast in the known galaxy to bring these, bring the, the mechanical to justice. And uh, that pretty much means that uh, it has to be so now because the, everything is media, is user-generated media in this future so the captain um of of the precinct tells them that they need to stay away from um mel macabre the, the mel macabre the girl that uh 
uh, gave that did the broadcast. And of course, uh, Griffin, she shows up trying to get Griffin to go to a, go with her to a fancy party. And, you know, he's supposed to follow orders and Griffin's not going to follow those orders. He's going to instantly forget him. And, uh, they go to the party and Griffin's a little out of place there. And, and, uh, let's just say there's going to be quite a bit of chaos that ensues. Um, and I, I promise there will be at least one more Shakespeare reference. <laughs> <laughs> and you know D&D influenced it because chaos is the whole game. Absolutely. Well, gentlemen, thank you so very much for joining us for this interview. We have had such a wonderful time talking with you. Uh, thank you. Hey, guys, can you just really quick tell me when the Kickstarter started and when it ends for this, for this next issue? Uh, it started on February 23rd, and it ends uh, exactly 30 days from then. So uh, whenever that is, I know February is a uh, shorter month. So, uh, but yeah, exactly. March 22nd, days. I believe. Yeah. Yes. Yep, that would be it. Okay, perfect. So guys, go support their Kickstarter all the way up through March 22nd of this year. Audience, thank you so much for listening. Check out our other podcasts on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, and all podcast apps. Check out our site, thegrandgeekgathering.com, for our articles, other shows, and more. You can stay updated from our Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Our outro music is provided by Cranston, so come and join the gathering. Have a great week, and G-G-G!